0: Welcome to another episode of Around the Wicket. Tonight, as we said last episode, we will be previewing the Australia versus Sri Lanka short form series as well as talking on another few points that has been happening in the cricketing world of Australia at the moment. So obviously, first off the bat, the series is a five-game series with games in Sydney, Canberra and Melbourne. So uh, obviously, Sri Lanka are coming over. We uh, last played them in the format in the World Cup, but we beat them convincingly. Uh, I guess I'll throw to you, um, boys. And will you remember that match, or how, how do you reckon we're going to shape up against them?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I personally don't remember the specific match. I don't remember that we won, obviously, quite well, but I don't remember the exact details. Um, I was surprised. Not surprised as such, but um, it's very interesting, I think, like, even the World Cup squad in general, how I don't know like how that actually gets picked, really, because like it obviously doesn't get picked off Big Bash, and neither does this, which is I thought the logical reason for the Big Bash. Like, isn't that the point of domestic cricket? Like everyone's saying it's right or wrong, but like Sheffield Shield, test players get picked from Sheffield Shield, Marsh Cup into the ODI, isn't the whole point of it? Big Bash is a domestic competition that should be determined to pick this. Um, like I don't understand why certain players got selected and why certain players that performed very well in the BBL didn't get selected. Um, But we'll get to that later on when you mention who's in, I guess. But, yeah, I was a bit shocked by that, to be honest. But I don't know about you guys.
2: Do you think, um, like, a lot of the players – like, there's a few players that are in this squad that are going to Pakistan to play in the Test Series um, and, obviously, they've come off just um, the home series now. Do you think that that's what they should have done? They should have just – Rewarded guys that have performed in the Big Bash just for this five games and see what they can do. Um, obviously, it's probably the last look we're going to get at a lot of these guys before um, the World Cups here in October or November. So, what do you think about that?
1: Um, yeah, well, that's think that's a perfect example. Although I want to see Ashton Agar playing in this series, would he have been better playing Shield cricket and play bit getting that under his belt and going to Pakistan? As we all know, he's selected for that. Um and getting a bit more shield under his matches as well as the other few and rewarding the people that have played big batch for you know the last couple of months now. Like, wouldn't that logically make more sense? Like we bet Slanka convincingly, she'd been in the World Cup. I think our best BBL players are gonna beat them, to be honest. Like, like, you know, McDermott, for example, like obviously he's in the team, so he should be. Maxwell wasn't picked at Back and so Like, I think why not play the domestic T20 cricketers? It doesn't make sense
3: to me. What you, Spence? Yeah, I agree. I mean, like there's only a handful of players in the squad that had a good or at least solid you know, BBL season and the rest are either red ball cricketers or just, I mean, all form cricketers. Um, So I, it's interesting. Like a lot of guys in there that you know, haven't you know, played a lot of white ball cricket, especially recently. Um, So it is interesting. But, uh, an interesting point that you make on the selection criteria for these type of tournaments. Um, yeah, it is a very, very, very very good point that you make. <laughs> yeah, I, I
0: agree. Um, I both agree and disagree with what um, has been said. I agree in the fact that looking back at the match, Australia did win convincingly by seven wickets. Um, obviously, Schlenker only able to make 154 and that was chased down in 17 overs. Um, Sample was obviously the man of the match. Uh, but interestingly, You've got in there Warner and Stephen Smith were um, two of the top scorers and then also Pat Cummins and Mitch Stark took wickets. So I agree with what you're saying to an extent. I think that since it's T20, you probably should pick blokes that have been playing it. Um, but then I I sort of disagree to the point where you I find the best teams in international cricket are consistent and they play with each other a lot they don't chop and change it too much because once you start doing that, just because the blokes been making runs in domestic tournament, as soon as you put half of them, half a team of those blokes in, that throws everyone else out a little bit. But again, I do agree with you. I would love to see, you know, like a best big bash 11 play against Sri Lanka because you're right. We probably would still win. Not, not downgrading Sri Lanka too much. They're obviously a great side, but would be entertaining to watch. And I do agree with what Jai said. I think, with the World Cup in our, you know, on our home turf in October, unless they play IPL, there's not too many other tournaments you can pick guys off if you want to pick guys that are not in this eleven. So I think this was really the series that would have been perfect for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the selectors do their job, and all, all we can do is pick them apart for how good or how bad, how bad they do. But either way, into the eleven that we've got here. For the series, obviously, Aaron Finch will be the captain. Uh, whether or not that's a good call, that's also an everlasting debate. Um, as Sam said, you've got Ashton Agar. He's also a favourite of mine. Um, Pat Cummins, Hazelwood Head. Uh, Moses Henriques, however you want to say it. He was he was one of the ones that um, Jack was saying uh, had a great big bash, um, as he seems to always do. Joshy Inglis. Um, love that inclusion. Uh, ben McDermott, obviously an absolute shoe in um, Sam, will probably talk about that one later. Big fan of him, obviously. Um, animal, animal in the runs department. Same with Glenn Maxwell. Jai Richardson, who was actually left out of the Pakistan tour, which is probably another topic for another day, but uh, he'll probably be coming in red hot when he gets a chance to bowl in this series. Kane Richardson, Daniel Sams, who I actually... I'm really impressed by. I didn't give him much of a rate when I first saw him come into the team, and saw that he was out there for the World Cup. But his big bash was great as well. Steve Smith, Mitch Stark, Marcus Stoinis, Matthew Wade, and of course Adam Zampa. What do you reckon about the eleven boys? Go to Jack first.
3: Yeah, I mean it, it's. I mean it's a strong squad. I mean as I sort of touched on, like it's I mean, a lot of very very good international cricketers, like you know, top tier of international cricketers. Um, and then, you know, good big bash players as well. Um, yeah, it's just a couple of interesting guys in there, like Steve Smith is probably the main one in, in terms of his T20 sort of skill set. Um, like, he's there for his, his, solid, his solidness and, you know, like that innings against South Africa in their first game of the World Cup. But I feel like a guy like Jono Wells is probably better at that sort of job. You know, it's probably one well, that's probably stiff to miss out in that sort of role. He's, and he has also been playing T20 cricket. Um, but I mean, other than that, Travis Head's another interesting one who hasn't played a lot of T Twenty cricket lately. Um, but other than that, it is it is still a very very strong squad and should win convincingly.
0: Yep, Sam.
1: Yeah, no, think I mean, Pete. said it perfectly. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of BBL players in my opinion that are probably stiff. Like, I mean, although, although he's old, like Peter Siddle was in crazily good format. Why not play him? I'm not saying he's a better player than Cummins or Staff or whatever, but, like, why not pl- play him over one of them guys and let them play for, for New South Wales, um, get some Sheffield shield in, and then play him against Pakistan? Like, does that, does that actually make sense-ish to me? Like, I don't see why they do it. you still want to win, obviously, but I still think we would win. That's the thing. Um, you know, I was in Matt Short, know Wells. A few players have done really well. Um uh, I think we're a bit stiff to miss out. Like, Steve Smith, I'm not sure. I don't really think he's a good of a T20 player. I don't know why he keeps playing. again, I mean, the same argument could be made uh, for the T20, for the World Cup. Like, they 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 didn't really obviously pick off BBL or anything like that because half the blokes don't play BBL. they that play there. like Smith. You Smith, your Warner, Stark, all that sort of stuff don't play that. So, you know, Hazelwood. So, um, they've done the same thing there and it clearly works. So, it's obviously whatever works for them, but this isn't a World Cup. It's a five-game series against Sri Lanka, which I think, yeah, I think we'd win with a BBL team, but it's a very good team. There's no denying that. Um, I think it'll win. I think the wing will win convincingly, um, but whether they should have played some different players or not, I'm not sure, but, Jai, what do you reckon? Uh, yep,
2: yeah, pretty much spot on, mate. Um, obviously, the bowling department's very strong. Um, Cummins, Stark, and Hazelwood are all picked there to play, but, Um, Yeah, as you said, I would have given an opportunity um, to guys that have bowled well in the BBL like Siddle. um, And I think that Cummins and, like, Hazelwood's coming back from injury um, and Stark, I don't think they'll play every game. I think um, Kane Richardson, um, Jai Richardson, they'll get um, bulk of the opportunity, I believe. I think they should go that way anyway. Um, So we'll see what happens there. And, yeah, I think Steve Smith... um, he should be just playing shield cricket for New South Wales, um, finding plenty of form before he heads off to Pakistan. So, um, yeah, agree with what you said. I think we'll win well. But, um, yeah, very interesting in the selection department.
1: Yeah, I think especially especially players like Smith who have such high you know, praise, probably, probably fair enough, who haven't been performing well in the tests. Like, it's a perfect opportunity to put some shield matches into them and... Get them into get him into some form. And now like him, it's obviously minus we're playing um Shield. Like get them into some form um before they go over there. Just it's yeah, it doesn't even make
2: sense. Is Mitch Marsh in the team? Yeah, that's one I was gonna
1: rest. Yeah, I don't think so.
0: That's one I was gonna um touch on because to me, what it looks like um as a squad selection, um, yeah, if you were to ask me about it, I think it's a bit half and half. Like to me, it's a bit like Half these players, like Mitchie Marsh being one of them, um, and a few others are like, yeah, I'm just going to rest for the Pakistan series. And then half of them are like, no, I'm going to play this. So to me, especially with what's happened in the last couple of days with the um, leadership change and everything, I just think they should have just gone, all right, well, you're all going to play this 2020 series. Or all right, well, you're all going to play Shield in preparation for Pakistan. Because at the moment, you've got probably how many is in there probably almost the whole bowling lineup um, and a few batsmen from the test team playing it like i'm not going to say it's worthless but you know at home t20 series and then the other half like manas kawaja um scotty boland all playing sheffield shield so your team's a bit separated not, not obviously not they're not going to play shield for the same team and together but it's just the format change so i think if you had the chance for them to get a couple games of shield, why wouldn't you tell your whole test team to do that? Um, Especially since, yeah, they'll be coming into that in much better form rather than chopping and changing. But I mean, they're professional cricketers, so they're paid to do that. But yeah, to me, it just looks like it's like who wants to do this and who doesn't instead of, all right, we're going to do this. And you guys are going to play um, this because, you know, and you're all going to do it instead of, a bit chopping and changing, but I was going to ask a final thing on the lineup. Uh, Who do you see is the most important player uh, for us to see to win the series? And who do you think will be the player of the series in our lineup? In your opinion, we'll go to Jack.
3: Um, Yeah, I I think play the series, I probably as sort of Jai was saying with the, you know, the resting and the, just the continuity, I think probably someone like, Glenn Maxwell or Ben McDermott would probably have the chance because I probably play every game to make a lot of runs and be that you know, the X factor either at the upper top or in that middle order to make a lot of runs and you know, steady or um, you know make bulk runs for the series. I think it's probably probably the fair chance there for most important player and play the series as well. One of those two. Nice, Jai.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna look towards Aaron Finch um, in this series. It's it's probably a big one for him. Um, it wasn't his best World Cup by his normal standards. Um, his captaincy was great. Uh, we know what a leader he is, but um, we'll be looking for him to score plenty of runs. And I think this is his big opportunity um, in the lead up to the World Cup. So I think I'm going to expect a big one from Aaron Finch. Awesome. Take, Sam?
1: Um, yeah, no surprise. by Ben McDermott. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was obviously one of the players that were picked off the back of BBL format, uh, of BBL series, I should say. And yeah, I'd see a big, big uh, five-game series from him. And I think, as you said, he'll play in front of all the games, um, if not most. So um, yeah, i see a big, big five games for him.
0: Well, myself, I would... Bias has me trying to go for Jai Richardson, hoping he's going to take a lot of wicket, a lot of wickets, but... I think what won us the World Cup was uh, players throughout the middle order and sort of down the bottom of the order making runs. I think we don't win that if it's not for, you know, the likes of um, Stoyne down through the middle order and obviously Matty Wade in that semi-final. I think that without those runs, we don't win. So I'm looking at a guy like, you know, even a Daniel Sams, he can hold the stick. I think Moses might bat through the middle. So I think guys like that. And obviously, Wadey himself, um, if he plays uh, all five, I think they're going to be massive for us. And if they really go hard and have a good series, then we'll, we will win convincingly.
1: Um, Just before that as well, like a selection change that... Sorry, selection that probably surprised me um, a bit was Travis Head. Like, I mean, he obviously done really well. You know, there's nothing taken away. His actual series is unbelievable. Um a few BBL games he did play from memory, he was incredibly average. So um with that being said, obviously he's a fantastic player who got there and scored a ton every game now I've said that. But like I don't know, It just like it seemed like like you know Steve Smith has no, you know, besides the World Cup, you know, obviously he doesn't play BBL as we've discussed. But like Travis said did go back, play BBL and did from from what I can remember, didn't do much. But so yeah, I was a bit shocked by that as well. But yeah.
0: yeah. And Steve's even more of an interesting one because he tried to play big bash and <laughs> he wasn't allowed or the Sixers didn't want him. So that's a really interesting one. And I remember in our episode before uh, the world cup and obviously after it, yes, yeah, so we talked a lot about Smitty and I, I remember sort of saying that he needs more time and it might not be his format um, anymore. So if obviously he's going to play. If he's in the squad, you, you think it'd be a bit weird if Steve Smith didn't play at least one game. So it'll be very interesting to see how he goes. Yeah. So um, I guess last thing on on the series, what what do you guys see the the final score being in terms of games one? Sam,
1: uh, I think we'll win every game that's not washed out or decided another way. Um, but yeah, I think I don't see us really losing a game. I know Mick Mold has said that for the Blues and we finished <laughs> close to it. But um no, I don't yeah, see us losing. Yeah, I don't it's, it's, it, with that team, it is really hard for us to see us losing a game. But I, also, I mentioned earlier, um, about like the reason going half and half, and the reason they do that is they don't want to like mix it up too much, which is a great point. Like, one of those players is the per per scorchers team then. They're used to playing. They're the best. The best in the comp. Best in Australia, well arguably, best T20 players in Australia, um, besides international players, obviously. Um, they're used to playing together. Why not play them?
0: It'd be great if we if could get Cole Munro an Australian citizenship. I'll be all for it. Yeah. No, but yeah, I agree. I think um, it would have been a great idea. But yeah, you can't. You can't do the selectors' job for them. That's their job, and and they do it. And obviously, speaking of selectors and people in high places in the Australian cricket team and set up. Obviously, if you follow cricket at all in Australia at the moment, you would have heard the news that um, JL, Justin Langer has been, well, he has resigned after a lot of controversy and a lot of hours in meeting with Cricket Australia and the board um, after what was allegedly a players called meeting uh, since they want new leadership coming from the captain Uh, He was offered a six-month contract and he declined it and resigned. So Andrew McDonald will be interim coach across all formats. Obviously, that starts with this series. I guess, first off, I won't ask you broad thoughts because that's a a big question. But I'll just ask on the positive side, what do you reckon in Andrew McDonald and how's he going to go in this series? Speech?
3: I mean, the... Big uh, AMAC. he's a Victorian, so obviously he's gonna be fantastic. Um, but no, I I do think, you know, obviously would would rather this not have happened and then not have been this big saga or whatever. But I think um Andrew McDonald is still one of those guys that can really hold down the fort still, like he's just that like, that calming influence, I think, and like he's very, very cricket smart. Um, I think we obviously lose that edge of that line I had, but I still think we're not really downgrading. Really, in terms of cricketing IQ, with with Amac at all, yeah,
2: Jai, yeah, as speech said, very uh, smart um, in the cricketing department. Um, he's coached very well in Victorian cricket, and by the looks of it, um, looking in on the outs from the outside, um, the players respect him. Um, so that's that's big. Um, so I think that yeah, he'll do okay, and um, he'll be in the running for the main gig i'd I'd say yep sam
1: yeah no i mean i can sort of see myself agreeing with like seeing justin langer's side of it and also create australia's side of it um we we obviously we never know the whole truth about what happens behind closed doors like you do hear a lot of stories mentioned previous mentioned before um uh, about certain incidents that happened with justin langer but um, I, can, I can also see why after winning a World Cup, which no one expected us to win, and a, um, an Ashes series that we were expected to win, to be fair, but also when it's convincingly um, how a six-month contract would be insulting, I can sort of understand that. Like that but it obviously it wasn't performance-based, a six-month contract. It was like you know, based on you know, other areas. But like, I was also surprised that Pat Collins came out and said that his intensity wasn't the issue. Like they loved it, which is a big thing that people are like, oh, this is why we don't like him. This is it. This is the reason he's got to go because he's too intent. But then Pat, you know, the captain comes out and says it's not the issue. It's not the reason. Um, so I found that and the fact they do like it, I found they like the intensity. I found that very, um, very, yeah, like I guess surprising. But um, obviously, I mean, Andy McDonald's going to be a great coach, but I do feel for Justin Langer as well a little bit. But um, yeah, just. Moving forward, I guess, hopefully we found the right one this time because we don't – we seem to go through them quite a bit. Sorry. But, um, yeah. yeah, I don't
0: know. No, that's – yeah, well said. I, I think it was on one of our uh, earlier episodes, I remember talking about it because um, we, we were a bit worried that JL might have uh, been coming to an end. Um, and I think it was you, Sam, that said that really in cricket, the coach isn't as big as they are when you compare them to other sports. And that's true. But for me, I think uh, Justin Langer in Australia, if you take in when he came in, what he came into and what he accomplished, I think he is probably one of the outliers in head coaches of a cricket team where they matter 100%. Like if you throw any other bloke in then into that team and ask him to do what JL did, I don't think they'd be able to do it. Um, I think in that I think we all have to just stand back and say like Justin Langer, well done. Like we were so, I'm so grateful we had him. Um, And I'm very sad to see him go, but yeah, that, that's the one time where like the coach of the cricket team was massive because he changed not only what was happening on the field, but you could see how much he changed all the players in the the sort of people they were. And that's one thing that Pat did say in his big um, statement today was, he, you know, he really his he was intense, yes, but he changed us and the way we play cricket so much for the better that yeah, I, I don't think he could really ever be repaid. So you you're right in saying that a short six-month contract is very insulting because they should be, you know, building the man a statue, as you know, Harry would say. But um, yeah, I think in terms of JL though, I just I just want your thoughts in that. Um, one do you think he was hard done by Oh, not hard done by he was obviously hard done by but do you think he could have coached us and kept the success or do you think the players really were after someone different like they were sort of they wore him thin a bit do you think it's the right call by the players or not
2: Jai uh, I think it's hard to say like coming from the players because um, it shouldn't be on the players to make that decision. I mean, it's obviously they've got to be coached by him, but at the same time that you got to do what's best for Australian cricket. And I think that Justin was the right man. Um, he's had a great 12 months um, and, you know, to see him go out the way he did was really disappointing. So um, I don't think it should have ended like that. And, you know, he should have at least gotten 12 months uh, going forward.
1: Do you think the six months is basically a get us through the next six months until we find someone better approach? Like, give us six months yeah. till we find a coach takeover permanently? Is that sort of what the six months offer is, in your opinion?
0: I think so, it yeah. was.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah I Which think... Is why it's insulting, really.
0: And obviously, as Jai said really well before, it's impossible for us to comment with 100% assuredness what's actually going on in there and why this has happened. So obviously, that's a hard question to ask. But for me, I do see a little bit of truth in what Pat said in his statement. Obviously, a lot of it could be PR, but I do see a little bit of it in that, and I see both sides like you do, Sam, now, because he was right. Like, I think most sport teams, unless cricket's obviously a massive one as well because it's a whole year round thing there's no real seasons so I think, yeah, maybe the players were really after someone now that they've had their success and Justin's brought them from the literal dirt um, up to where we are now maybe they do want someone that can, you know, teach them a few more new things um, have a new voice around and that can really, you know, re-energise them to push harder So I see that point of view, but as well, I think it's just that incredible occurrence where there's not many sports where your coach would take you to win two of the probably five biggest international tournaments and then get sacked. Like, I haven't seen that in many other sports ever in the world. But, yeah, I think you're right, Sam. I think, in my opinion, they were looking for someone else a long time ago, and I think the results weren't really the – I think they weren't really even in contention to matter. I think that they were looking to shift off JL this summer. Um, I, I called for Ponting, but it was interesting to see Ricky absolutely rip into the CA. Um, he was one of the many former cricketers, including um, my personal favourite, Mitch Johnson, that sort of had a go at Cricket Australia for the handling of it. Hey, and obviously know. they know more than us, but they're on the outside still. So... We we you still don't know who it's going to be, but yeah, I, I would like to really love to see Ponting, but
1: yeah. Just on that, he really, um, Johno really ripped more into Pat Cummins more than oh, Cricket yeah. Australia, didn't he? As yeah. well, like, which I thought was interesting. Um, but I think also, um, it, without like suspecting Nick Hockley and Cricket Australia too much, um, they do want like a yes man type role, I think Pat Cummins is their perfect captain. Um, I think it's shown through obviously Steve Smith not being given captaincy in terms of what the stamp had and what happened. Which I think is fair enough. Um, the Tim Payne thing—if um, they do want someone who's just going to say yes to everything, it's not going to have a bad, you know, rap, or we want to say like they do. That's just the they want the model citizen, citizen really. Um, I mean, they say it's the most important job in Australia, or whatever, and um, they take it very seriously, obviously, but. Um, that's that's what they look. That's what they're looking for. Like there's someone that says yes to everything, and you know he doesn't has a doesn't do a, doesn't step the foot wrong. But um, yeah, I think Justin Lane was a bit stiff. But yeah, that's it for Pat Cummins. So like, he did come out and he do that press conference. which is good, but um, didn't, there was no like, all too hard hitting questions. I didn't think, but yeah, that's my opinion. Right?
3: Yeah, speech. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to SEN yesterday um, and that was interviewing Ozzy about it. And he said that it was important to separate um, the coach and the person. I think that's because so obviously JL as a person is uh, obviously a great bloke, you know, really down to earth. And you know, he's just a genuine, like fantastic person. I think that's what kind of gets lost up in a lot of this. And that's what Ozzy was saying. You know, like JL, the, the coach is completely different from JL, the person. And you know, it's kind of his name being dragged through the mud a little bit with how intensive coach he was. I think that's very, very stiff on him as well. And it's just not, not, not a great situation. It hasn't been handled well by probably any party at all. It's it's kind of a little bit disappointing for CA after, you know, we've had a great last uh, few months with the World Cup and the Ashes. And then just to, for the summer and like this, it's not really ideal. Yeah. Uh, it's
0: disappointing. But then at the same time,
3: like any new signing
0: is in sport, it's exciting as well. So, like I said before, we... Very interesting to see how Andrew McDonald goes this series. Um, Just a final word on JL. Will he coach England? Jai?
2: He's a fair chance, isn't he? Because England needs someone exactly like him. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of talk going around that um, they might give him that phone call. So um, we won't be surprised if he does get that call. And um, I won't be surprised if he does take it.
1: Same. See, I'd be, I'd be surprised if he did take it. I put it the other way, but um, I don't know. I just think I don't, I don't know. I just see it as like I, I would never coach England. I'd feel unpatriotic. But I guess I've never seen a paycheck that big in my life, so um, it's hard to say. But um, he's definitely a big chance in terms of um the experience and th- just how well he knows the game. And as you said, he is exactly what they need. So it wouldn't be shocking, but yeah, it'd be heartbreaking to see.
3: Jack. Yeah, I'm not sure if he'd take it, as, as Sam said, but I'm um, a you know, pretty strong chance, I reckon, that England would definitely offer and want him to be, or at least someone like him, to be their next coach. So, yeah, definitely a fair chance. Not sure if he would take it or not, but I uh, would not be surprised at all if he was their next coach.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree. I, I think you all made great points there. I think that, obviously, his ability to um, take a team from being quite bad to quite good, would be very appealing to england i personally think they throw the absolute bag at him and if he doesn't come because he's got too much you know australian pride in him then that's their loss but yeah anyway so thanks for sticking with us again that's another episode of around the wicket um our next episode out will be a review of the sheffield shield matches so stay tuned be out in a couple of days